today's Leading Women episode 473 with the wonderful Dr. Carrie Driska. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Dr. Carrie Driska. Dr. Carrie Driska is internationally known as the functional medicine doc, the go-to expert on finding the root causes of health problems so you can feel normal again. She is a chiropractor and naturopathic doctor, host of the popular podcast, The Functional Medicine Radio Show, and author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and feel normal again, fixing the root cause of your fatigue with natural treatments. Dr. Curry's newest program is a home study course called Entrepreneurial Fatigue, How to Fuel Your Brain and Body for Entrepreneurial Success. Her private practice is Functional Medicine Ontario, located in Ottawa, Ontario. Learn more about Dr. Curry at www.drcurry.com. Dot com. Women of the world, Dr. Carrie Driska. Welcome to the show. Hi, Marie. It is an honor and a pleasure to be on your show today. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Dr. Carrie, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So, here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment in time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Absolutely. And I'm so happy to be on your show. And hopefully I inspire some of the women out there today with my story. So my business, obviously, I'm a doctor. But I specialize within the field of natural medicine. I specialize in functional medicine. And a lot of people have never heard of functional medicine, but it's basically like in a nutshell, find the cause, fix the cause so that you feel normal again. So it's about looking at the body because everything in the body really is connected to find the root underlying cause of where symptoms are coming from and then fixing that using treatments that are natural, safe, improve and effective like diet, stress management, exercise, vitamins, herbs, etc. so that we can get the body to a whole new state of health so that you feel normal again. So functional medicine is just, it's my passion and it's not Band-Aid medicine. So part of my niche is, is that, well, I just love doing functional medicine and I just feel like that's where healthcare really should be going. 
And then I also chose the area of fatigue because frankly, I was seeing a lot of people coming into my practice at Functional Medicine Ontario, a lot of women especially, suffering with fatigue for months and years. They go to see their family doctor, they run the test, everything comes back as normal. And then the doctor either says something like, well, you just need a vacation, or I think you're starting a burnout, so you should take three months off of work, or um, I'm not sure, I think it might be in your head, let's start you on an antidepressant. So this is unfortunately a very common theme that I'm seeing out there. And, and women know, patients know, that there really is something wrong in their body. It's not all in their head. So they want answers. And so that's part of what functional medicine is about, is giving people answers. So that's part of also why I chose that niche is because within our traditional healthcare system, I honestly feel like fatigue is just not being taken seriously at all. Hmm, I love what I'm hearing about your business and uh, this niche that you've got. Uh, the, it was born from your passion for functional medicine, now helping people with fatigue syndrome, as they said as well. And not only um, finding the root cause of the problem and fixing it with natural treatments, but also uh, helping those, empowering those people on how to deal with this effectively. Because I myself, coming from a, a, a healthcare background, I'm a nurse by profession. And, uh, you, you know, there's, I am a true believer also that natural treatment should be part of treatment of any illnesses out there. I believe that diet, exercise, herbs, vitamins are the foundations of our health and it should be incorporated in, in our health healthcare. But sadly, it's not happening. But more and more, thanks, thanks to people like you, you are bringing this um, at the forefront. So great that you have this one out there. But what continues to inspire you doing this? Um, well, I guess part of it is... <laughs> Frankly, part of what inspires me is that the longer I've been in practice, so now I'm in practice 19 years, which is just like flown right by. It's crazy. Um, but part of what inspires me is that I am just day in and day out, I'm getting more and more difficult cases coming to see me and people that are just desperate for answers and solution for their health. And so that keeps inspiring me because there's just so many people out there that just need help. And so if I can help them have a more healthy lifestyle, get their health back, and then, like you were saying earlier, Marie, about diet, lifestyle, exercise, stress management, if that person can then shift that and start incorporating, incorporating that into their family, and it's like passing down a whole new trait into their family of just having more health within the family, like then that's like looking at really impacting now communities as well. Yes, I totally agree. And what an inspiration, Owen. It's what a compelling vision, Owen. It's, I mean, helping people get healthy and get their life back from starting from the patient, from the individual itself, and then to the family, and then to the community as a whole. We can all do this together by just starting with one, with ourselves first, and then sh spreading that to our, our family, to our loved ones, to the community, to the world itself. Great inspiration, great vision there. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turn this idea or to turn this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? 
Oh, Marie, I absolutely love this question. And I think that for every entrepreneur out there and for everybody that is wanting to become an entrepreneur, I mean, you really have to figure out what are your best traits, what are your strengths, and what are your weaknesses. And so for me, I think first of it, first off is just having the passion. And for me, it's passion for helping people. And I help people through functional medicine. I think a lot of people have a passion for helping people and they just have to figure out what avenue to use to fuel that passion. And then the next one is persistence. Like it takes a lot of hard work to have a successful business and to be a successful entrepreneur. So it takes a lot of persistence. I would also call that stubbornness as well. Um, And then the last one I would say is optimism. Because sometimes as an entrepreneur, like you're in the driver's seat and there are there are usually, and you might have had this in your life as well, Marie, there are usually people around you that are naysayers and will tell you, that's not a good idea, that's not going to work, and you need to have the optimism to stay true to your vision and to keep moving forward. Mm, so that's passion for helping people, persistence or stubbornness, love that word, <laughs> and optimism. And yes, uh, we are surrounded with a lot of naysayers out there. The good thing is that with these qualities and these traits that Dr. Kerr just shared with us, we can all cultivate and adapt them in our lives. And don't listen to those naysayers out there. Keep a positive attitude. Be optimistic. Know that your passion for helping people is going to make a difference in so many lives. So be be persistent, be stubborn, be not, don't give up on your dream, not, don't give up on your passion, don't give up on your mission of helping other people. So great personal qualities here that we can all cultivate and adapt in our lives. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as <laughs> entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Oh, Marie, I am more, I'm more than happy to share with your listeners some of my biggest challenges. And I hope that it, they, it inspires them. And I hope that they just understand that they're not alone out there either. Okay, so the first, the first one that I really came up against, I was five years in private practice as a chiropractor. And my husband, he's also a chiropractor too. So we come home from work and we have separate offices. And that's why we've been married now 19 years. But uh, we come home from work and we do a lot of, you know, talking about the shop, talking about chiropractic. And I realized five years in that I just was not happy. I was not happy in my career. And I knew like I was, I did not want to do chiropractic like for the next 20, 30 years. So I remember very very vividly coming home one day and saying, I'm not happy. Like, are you happy with your career? Because I'm not happy with my career. And having that realization, and on top of that, Marie, still having like a ton of student loans to pay off too, that's pretty scary. Um, But just first of all, recognizing that I wasn't happy and then trying to find, trying to find what my true path was, you know, like what, what did I want to be when I grow up? And so along the way, I figured out that I wanted to do naturopathic medicine and and functional medicine specifically. So that was the first big challenge there. And then the second one was 
coming up against a fear of success. I think a lot of the listeners out there probably have a natural fear of failure. I think we all have that. But I think a lot of us also have a fear of success and not a lot of people want to admit that or want to talk about that. But when I was writing my book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, like I was just having the the basic concept of the book in my head and, and trying to figure out the basic, like the chapters and whatnot. I hadn't even gotten very far on writing the book at all. And I was already starting to get this overwhelm, overwhelming fear of success about, okay, what if the book is successful? That means more people are going to be looking at my website. Oh my God, that's so scary. More people are going to be calling my office. More people are going to be wanting to interview me. It was all so scary. And so I had to deal with that fear of success. And what I found out was actually a lot of people have that. And if you are an entrepreneur or you want to become an entrepreneur, and if you're like me, like I am very introverted by nature, it's very scary. And so I figured that out, how to get through this fear of success to kind of just take things uh, little by little and one at a time. So that was the second huge challenge for me. And then the third one that I would love to share with your listeners is that um, I was getting all of this great business advice from a mentor over the course of a year. And when I got to the end of the year, I realized that I was not acting on a lot of the advice. I was just not taking action. I was giving like a lot of excuses. I don't have time for that. I'll do it tomorrow. Um, And so I realized once I got to the end of my fiscal year, hey, my goals still are not getting met. I'm still in the same place uh, that I was the year before and the year before that and the year before that. And then I had this real realization at like two o'clock in the morning, hey, it's me. I'm the one that's the problem here, that I am standing in my own way of success. And so having to deal with that too. So I would say, Marie, that those have been the three biggest challenges. And as I've recognized them and as I've dealt with them, my, my career has grown tremendously. And I just feel like personally, as a female, um, just having more, be more, feeling more empowered and having even stronger self-esteem. Phew, I certainly can relate to this, Charlie. <laughs> Just you shared with us. I mean, I was so into listening to every word that you shared because I can, I can picture myself. I can totally see myself with all these challenges you shared with us. Certainly can relate to them. Certainly have experienced them. I mean, I um, I am a nurse by profession, and about four years ago, I w- I had a cancer scare, and from mm-hmm. then on, my life turned 360 degrees. I hated the thought or even seeing the hospital. Thank God it was just cancer scare, but it really helped me see my life in a different view. In a, in, in a, so I wanted to change career. I didn't want to do nursing anymore. I didn't want to see sick patients anymore. I feel like there was something more to that I wanted to do. So I certainly can relate to that. And then overcoming fear of success. I know 
Of course, we have this overcoming fear of failure, but more often we have this fear of success. Uh-huh. You know, we're scared of putting ourselves out there. What if this one turns out to be something that I don't feel like I, I won't be able to, I won't be able to deal with? There, this is scary, and I see that one myself too. And of course, the the most paralyzing of them all is <laughs> the fact that not taking action or making excuses. And yeah. I certainly. I've worked, I was. I certainly have experienced this. You know, we have the self-limiting beliefs in our mind. That, okay, we are now. We have all these excuses with, of not taking action, despite taking all of these courses after courses after courses. But at, at the end of the day, you still have to overcome this yourself. Because nobody's going to take action than yourself. So let's learn from these challenges that Dr. Curry shared with us, so that when it happens to us, we now know what to do. So great lessons there. Now, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So, in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business. Well, Maria, I love this question too. And I guess, um, as you were saying, like, how do you click it on and how do you click it off? And I think the reality is for a lot of entrepreneurs, you just never really click it off. You just never do because you're just so passionate about what you do. And that's okay. And like, a lot of people don't get that. Like a lot of people that work just 95, um, for, for a corporation, they can click it off and they can go home. But for us entrepreneurs, the reality is we, we never really do click it off. And then that, that is okay. But I mean, trying to keep a balance within my life, within all areas of my life, that's always a constant kind of a struggle. So one of the things that I know is really important for me is um, just simply sleep that I need to get at least well, I usually have to get nine hours of sleep every night to really feel like myself. And sometimes when we get so busy, we, we start to like cut in on our sleep and uh, go to bed a little bit later, go to bed a little bit later, or get up earlier and earlier to just get things done. And as we start cutting in on our sleep time, that's going to have a domino effect on your health and on your brain health in particular. And that's going to affect your your family, your relationships, I mean, and your business for sure. So sleep is a big one that I am always like, I need to get my nine hours. So like, I'm just going to bed. I don't care what's going on. It's time for me to go to bed. (laughs) And then the second one, and this is just a very simple one. Again, I mentioned earlier that my husband, he's also a chiropractor. And uh, for for many years there, we would come home um, late because we would see, we usually see patients until like seven in the evening because people are working during the day and then they come to see us after work. So we're usually seeing patients until seven. So we come home, we don't have dinner till about eight. And we got into this terrible habit of just plopping down in front of the TV and eating dinner while watching TV. So one of the things that we've done within the last year is we shut the TV off. We actually cleared off the kitchen table because it was just stacked with papers, cleared off the kitchen table and we sit at the dinner table every night and eat. And we just have some pleasant music on and that's just good time to to spend together. So that's, that's good for your health and that's also good for your relationship. 
And then the third thing that that I think has really helped for me for work-life balance is just recognizing that it's okay to have downtime. And especially for a lot of the listeners out there that like really love what they do, that, you know what, it's okay to have downtime. And so for me, I always take Sunday off. Like Sunday is just like, I don't check my email. I don't do anything on Sunday. It's just me time. And then basically about every six to eight weeks, I'll take a one week vacation also because I just need to get away from uh, the patients at the office. And uh, and what I find, because sometimes downtime for people is a little bit scary. And honestly, what I find, Marie, is I get some of my best ideas when I'm having my downtime. And so and I think that's true for a lot of people too, that they get great inspirational ideas to build their business when they're not in their office, when they're not doing business. So those are the three things that I try and do that, that I can recommend that people try and do in their lives to, to try and maintain that balance because, man, it's hard. <laughs> yes, it is. But I love those tips that you shared with us in terms of this work-life balance, especially that sleep. I mean, getting enough sleep every night, at least eight or nine hours. If you can't do the eight, seven, eight hours, at least a minimum. And you know what? Nowadays, we see we there's an epidemic of sleeplessness on our. We are walking zombies. They are walking yeah. zombies out there, and it's so sad. But like what uh, Dr. Carrie just shared with us, I am like that too. I I'm so cranky when I don't get my enough sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it affects everything that I do. So yeah. get enough sleep, and it's the foundation. It's the very foundation of our health. Sleep, mm-hmm. your diet, exercise, those three things. Nail those ones down for your health, because that is the foundation of your health and your health is the greatest investment you can have so make time for that sleep don't cut back on that sleep it's really important and i love also what you mentioned about sitting at the dinner table and taking the time enjoying the food enjoying the family enjoying the camaraderie of your fr- family your friends and making that one as a social event for example with your family mm-hmm. really important and um for me as well, I mean, I can usually I just have my, my my salad or something to snack on with me, but I make it a point that at least for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we have to be at the table when we are together. So really important to make that habit, make that one a routine and make that one a conscious effort on your part and your family. And of course, to have downtime and women out there, especially women entrepreneurs or listeners, this is really hard to have to take that downtime for ourselves. But it's really important to take some time off, not just, uh, not just, um, you you know, work and work, but really important to find time, like, for example, take the Sundays off if you can make it, as Dr. Curry does, and also take vacations, because I find that one myself, I am more focused and productive when I get back, even it doesn't have to be long vacations, it can be just like a weekend getaway, or a week off really helps so great tips there with this work-life balance so let's take action on them now let's talk about success and what success mean to you your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life now would like to also say that success is a mindset i can have ten dollars in my pocket but my mind feels like a millionaire i feel great about myself and i'm moving forward the opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable so am i successful financially yes individually 
Probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? This is such an interesting question because I bet, well, I'm sure everybody that you're, you interview has a different definition and you're so lucky because you get to hear all of them. Um, but for me personally, um, financial success has never been a benchmark for me. And um, I, I'm just not driven by money. What does drive me is just helping other people. And just like I said earlier, seeing them transform their health, transform their lives, start passing that on to their spouse, onto their um, their children, their family, their friends, um, and seeing the the difference in the communities. And then I guess the other the other benchmark for success, like as a doctor, um, of course, like we want to see um, patients, we want to have a full practice. Um, for me personally, I'm I'm seeing more and more difficult cases. And so I know that that's a marker of success for me. And, and also I'm seeing more and more patients um, over Skype. So Skype is a really interesting tool for doctors to use because now we can see patients around the world. And I guess one of my most recent successes is that I had a patient fly in from Cairo uh, to come see me. And then we've, we've uh, had consultations over Skype. So, I mean, there's many different ways to measure success, but I think the biggest one for me is just how many people can I help and what can I, what can I, what kind of a difference can I make in this world? Mm, success is about helping people, making a difference in other people's lives, transforming their lives, and transferring uh -huh. that to their families and the community as a whole. Nothing really is gratifying and fulfilling than being able to help be, uh, for what we do, for the value that we provide the world. Nothing really makes us happy than knowing that we are impacting people's lives because I believe that that's the true essence of success. Great perspective there. Now, I know you've shared a a lot of uh, tips and advice for us, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Oh, I love this question too, Marie. Oh, um, okay. So the first one would be um, really to find a mentor. So for me personally, um, being a doctor, actually having, you know, two doctor degrees because I'm such a nerd and overachiever that way. Um, in school, you know, they teach you how to be a great doctor, but they never teach you how to run a business. And so for years and years, I struggled with just simply running a practice and running a business. And man, I would say, right out of the gate, and I recommend this to all of my colleagues, find a mentor to work with, somebody who's already gone down that road and that can help guide you. That's a huge one. And then the second one I would say is to ask for help. <laughs> so me personally, like I said earlier, one of my traits 
is that I, I tend to be stubborn and I want to do things myself. And, and for many years, I would just struggle and struggle and struggle and I would never ask for help. And so I think it's so stupid as I think back on it. If you are an entrepreneur out there and you need advice, ask for help. It's so simple, and yet I don't know why I didn't do it for so many years. And then the last one I would say is to just stay true to yourself. So sometimes as, we, as we're as um, we starting in, into our business, sometimes we try and model ourselves after other businesses or after other entrepreneurs, and some of that is good, but in the end, you always need to stay true to yourself and be your authentic self. So I think those are those are my top three business advices for those people. Like if I had to do it all over again, it would be those three things. Golden nuggets in those <laughs> tips that you just shared with us. I love them. Let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to find a mentor. I'm a big believer and fan of having a mentor. You know, if it wasn't for my mentor, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's really important to understand, especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out, it's really important to find that somebody, somebody who's got that room, somebody who is successful, somebody who can guide you and can shortcut the learning curve from point and get you quicker from point A to point B than when you do this alone. So really big on finding a mentor. And then the second one is to ask for help. This is a big one. Especially for us women, we we tend uh, more often we don't want to ask help because we feel like we are we. We, we don't want to burden somebody, but it's really important to be able to ask for help and to receive that help, be willing to receive that help. Because one thing is asking for help, but the other, other one is receiving that help. So know, know that you can help, uh, you can ask for help, and you don't have to do this alone. There are a ton of resources, both online and offline, that we can tap into. You can always ask somebody for help when you need it. And then, of course, number three, which is really important, is to stay true to yourself. Be your authentic self. Be true to your, your mission. Be true to the vision you have for yourself and stay true to that no matter what. Stay grounded and no matter what happens. So great tips here that Dr. Carey just shared with us. So let's take action on them today. All right. Last but not the least, Dr. Carey, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you. And then we'll end from there. I guess the biggest benefit is to just be more healthy. You know, I like I like to say you can never be too healthy. <laughs> That's for sure. And and uh, you touched on it earlier, Marie, that your number one wealth is your health. And especially for entrepreneurs, your number one business asset is you, and you need to stay healthy. So I guess that is the biggest benefit that my service offers, and especially like going into preventative medicine because. Um, uh, modern healthcare th- these days doesn't really have anything like truly for preventative medicine, and that's really that's really where we want to strive for. Um, and then where listeners can find out more about me and everything that I do is would be at um, drcarry.com at www.drcarry.com, and that's where you can find my book, you can find my podcast, uh, all my blog posts. Pretty soon you'll have uh, Dr. Kerry TV coming as well. So there's a lot. So if you want to stay tuned to all of that, that would be the best uh, site to find me at. 
or write to us www.drcarrie.com. That's D-R-C-A-R-R-I.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now. Drcarrie.com. D-R-C-A-R-R-I.com. At least be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there. And don't forget to pick up her her book. It's available on her website. And to listen to the podcast, I love those tips, those health tips, those interviews that she does on her podcast. I'm sure we can all learn from the the health tips that uh, Dr. Carey and her guests are sharing there. So again, that link is drcarrie.com. Um, I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. And if her products and services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in. Health, like what Dr. Carrie just shared, this is one area that we really have to nail up. We really have to take care of ourselves in terms of our health. And I'm very passionate about this, this area because this is the foundation of what we do. So again, that link is www.drcarrie.com that's d-r-c-a-r-r-i.com and by the way all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at today's leadingwomen.com forward slash carrie driska or just type in her name dr carrie driska on the search bar and it will find it for you Again, that link is www.drcarri.com. Dr. Carey, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh, 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 oh,